0: I know so many girls that before the Victoria's Secret show, I mean, me included, you know, we work out twice a day, three times a day, starve, like eat a piece of lettuce and not even put any, you know, salad dressing on it because we think, oh no, it's gonna make me fat. Um, But I mean, you kind of become a little crazy and it's it's scary because it's just terrible because I'm sure I did not look good going into that casting because I was probably looking tired and gone.
1: I founded the BeWare Collective, a not-for-profit organization that aims to bring nutritional education and mental health support to the fashion and creative industries. I believe the topics we discuss throughout our series are relevant to whatever industry that you work in or any issues that you might be facing. Because as a collective, together, we are stronger. Welcome everyone to season five of Live Well Be Well and I probably can't say this anymore but happy new year because I've not been on here and speaking to you guys in 2021. I hope you're all doing really well and I am so excited by today's guest. Today's guest is supermodel and female entrepreneur, Alicia Roundtree. Now Alicia has graced the covers for Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, she's shot for Victoria's Secret, Gap, Ralph Lauren, but she's also a huge entrepreneur in her home, right, being an author. She's done an integrated nutrition course and nutrition therapy, and she also has a sustainable swimwear brand as well as having a restaurant. Many strings to her bow, this woman, and it was a huge honor to talk to her. We had to record this twice um, because technology failed on us and she was a delight to speak to. I was really impressed by her honesty um, around the whole subject. So for any young entrepreneurs out here, this is also definitely an episode for you to listen to. Um, What motivates Alicia? What were her biggest challenges? What were her darkest moments? We had so many different conversations around this topic. So I hope you enjoy today and please do leave a review if you enjoy it and welcome to the fifth series of Live Well, Be Well. Now, before we jump to the episode, I wanna take a moment to thank my sponsors for sponsoring this episode because without them, these episodes are not possible. OMG Water is a really exciting new range of magnesium water. And I speak about magnesium a lot because it's needed for a range of psychological and biochemical functions, including nerve and muscle function and it's an important mineral because when it comes to stress management and let's face it we're all pretty stressed at the moment. Various trials have shown that low magnesium levels have been associated with our elevated stress hormone cortisol so it's an essential mineral and one that we all need to be a little bit more aware of because in the UK it is quite common that our levels are too low. Despite magnesium being available in a wide range of foods we do have below average the reference intake for magnesium. One in five women aged 19 to 34 and more than half of teenage girls' intakes are below the lower reference nutrient intake. And more than 20% of boys aged 11 to 14 years are also at risk of low intakes. So as well as being really aware of the foods that are rich in magnesium, such as our leafy greens and our nuts, we also can help by drinking this new range of OMG water. Because each 330ml can contains 15% of your recommended daily allowance of magnesium. And that, guys, is as much as an avocado. So keep your eyes peeled for the new OMG water coming soon in April. It's a sneak peek for all my listeners knowing that this new fantastic range is coming to you very very soon. Alicia, thank you so much for coming back onto Live for Well Be Well. Not that you were on here before, <laughs> but we just didn't record the series properly before, so thank you so much for taking the time to come back. It's my pleasure. <laughs> it was a, it's I'm so sad that the conversation didn't record properly but we actually had a fantastic hour and it flew by so I feel that there was I'm more. actually
0: happy to talk to you again <laughs> oh, I
1: know it was really nice about yeah. like a friendly face that I was seeing for the second time this week so it's really <laughs> yeah. nice to see you again and it's sunny because we were saying before it's snowing in London and you are in yeah. gorgeous Mauritius where I it's am. Sunny. I feel so lucky. Yeah, I'm so lucky to be
0: here right now. It's warm, it's sunny and COVID-free, which I mean, is pretty I, cool right now. How did I forget <laughs> that?
1: It is COVID-free. That's, that's, that's mad. We're in the only place globally that's COVID-free right now. Um, yeah. And I think we were discussing you coming home and I was saying, don't come back to London,
0: stay in I know, British. I know. I
1: know. <laughs> so tell Can everyone been, about... I've been, I've been- Sorry, to, but I would say, you know, you're not no. just in Mauritius for, for fun. You, this is where you grew up, isn't it? This is your yes. home.
0: Yes, yes, basically. So I was born here and my family's been here for eight generations. Um, so I went to school here. I left when I was about 15 and mm-hmm. went to an American school in Switzerland. Then after that, I went to London a little bit. And then that's when I later on went to New York to start modeling. Um, but no, I grew up in Mauritius and really like a barefoot lifestyle, <laughs> very grounded and carefree and um, just really quite um, wholesome and healthy to be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I left for quite a while. I was living in New York for a long time and uh It's been a few years now since I've been coming back a lot more because I launched my sustainable swimwear brand, which I produce in Mauritius. Um, It was actually an excuse to spend more time here (laughs) at first, kind of. I mean, it was something I always wanted to do, but Mm -hmm. it was just, you know, the timing wasn't right. And then I just decided to go for it. And um, uh, no, I'm so so grateful to be here now because I wasn't able to come for a year um, because of COVID. I wasn't like, the borders were closed.
1: Yeah. they were very aware that everyone really in London didn't have COVID under control and did not want it getting into the obviously. No, exactly.
0: <laughs> and there's a two-week quarantine in a hotel when you have to come here and you get tested every other day, basically almost, and just to make sure everybody's completely clean before getting out into the the wild.
1: <laughs> we're going to stay as, way, as far away from COVID as we can in this podcast. Um, yeah, so you just no. spoke about your life ambitions really growing up. You know, you never thought that you're going back that soon you went to New York um, and you grew up barefoot in Mauritius very differently to growing up in in England that's Mm -hmm. for sure Um, so what were your life ambitions when you were growing up was it was it to be a model or was it to be Mm -hmm. something else? So it actually is really weird because I don't think
0: anybody really grows up thinking oh they don't want to be a model but I remember being really young and uh, being in class and the teacher asking everybody to write down on a piece of paper what they want to be when they grow up. And I wrote top model. <laughs> and everybody else kind of wrote, you know, um, fireman or doctor or something like that. You know, like the kind of kids thing that you say. And uh, when I said top model, everyone was like, what is she talking about? Um, I mean, you, and, you I did it. it was just, I mean, yeah i mean i always had that in my mind because i was super artistic from quite a young age and i loved fashion and my my mom is very glamorous and she would get all these magazines i mean in mauritius is like the opposite of any kind of you know it's not it's not like a glamorous place it's a beachy place you know and um there's not especially when I was a kid there wasn't any fashion here at all um when I was lucky enough to travel to Europe I would come back with like the new cool trainers and everybody in my class would be super excited about them you know so um so you were a at a young age it sounds like it (laughs) but no so I mean it's it's I guess I did get it from my mom that I got very um into fashion from an early age because uh, she was very into fashion yeah so I always wanted to be a model from 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 a little girl which is quite funny and I I had lots of Barbies and I would dress them up and I would uh, make clothes for them too (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so you were designing already at a really young age too. I mean, all of these things that you really loved, you actually became. Because <laughs> you know, you've <laughs> had you have had an exceptional career, like exceptional career. And not just in modeling, because you shot for people like Gap, Victoria's Secret, probably every young girl's dream, Ralph Lauren, mm-hmm. you grace the you graced the covers of Vogue and Harper's Bazaar. So all of these magazines that your mum used to bring. You're now in them yeah. and you have been in them. So you made your your dream come <laughs> true. But then also you've become one to be an author, as well as you just said, you know, a designer, having a sustainable swimwear brand, um, a mm-hmm. restaurateur as well. I mean, there's so many different, yeah. you know, areas in which you've become- I like to be busy. <laughs> I know, I can tell. You do like to be busy, <laughs> even in when you're in Mauritius, which I can <laughs> imagine being a huge distraction to being busy. Um, but you're still accomplishing so yeah. much.
0: <laughs> How well actually you- before when I was you yeah, know before when I was coming back to Mauritius it was like always on holiday and now it's always just work so I mean it's a nice balance because I can go and jump into the sea in between oh. you know calls or going to the factories and
1: stuff. yeah I cannot complain no I mean you've got the <laughs> you've definitely got the, the perfect lifestyle to to have the nice balance that's for sure at the moment if I go out I mm-hmm. just freeze and my hands were like they're gonna fall off and I ran back inside with a hot water bottle um but you know so many people I think are always quite um intrigued by how you become a model you know do you walk into an agency Mm. are you spotted and for me it was um I was spotted by AMG when I was 15 at a random pop concert and that was kind of the end of that story um but everyone has their own personal story of how they become spotted so how did you become spotted or were you not spotted and did you walk into an agency like what's your story behind signing to an agency Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, basically, well, I was quite young and I got spotted a few times. I think I was like 13, 14, mm-hmm. 15, a few times just randomly in the summer when I was in London. And I didn't really go ahead with anything because I was kind of too young and so mm-hmm. at school. Um, and then when I was, I think, 17, um, a friend of the family invited me to this Vogue party. It was like it was called It's Fashion, I think. And um, I was so excited. I was like, yes, I have to go. And I got all dolled up and like a crazy outfit, you know, but I was really in my element and so happy to be, you know, surrounded by fashion people and models and actors, I remember. Um, And actually, that's where I got scouted by by an agent there. And then the next day I took my mom with me. I was like, No, it's for true. It's for real. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and then I slowly started uh, modeling from there. Do you remember what your first job was? it was a show and I made 50 pounds for the show do you know what
1: this is a <laughs> it inception, was like conception isn't it people think you get paid so much you doing vogue <laughs> and shows and you're like actually oh you, don't you make really nothing <laughs> yeah
0: it's the opposite for magazines editorials shows you hardly make anything but then it's like the prestige of it um, and from those things then you can make more money through campaigns and catalogues and all that kind of thing which is kind of funny you would exactly. uh, you would and think you, the opposite you would But well, <laughs> I remember
1: the first time I think I was in a magazine and all my friends were like wow you must be rich and I think I think I was out of yeah. pocket no. I think the train ticket to get there <laughs> yeah. and just to shoot got more than what they paid me um probably but- <laughs> what was your kind of your first reaction when you had your first shoot? You know, and you and you you earned fifty pounds. And you kind of was this like was all the kind of glamour that you mm. thought of when you were growing up in reality, or was it quite different? Like, do you remember how you felt?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was I, well. Part of me was excited because it's kind of what I always wanted to do, and I had no real idea of what it was like, so I was mm. just kind of you know going along with it. But um, I mean, as the time went by, I mean, it's it's not like modeling is not glamorous. It's not what people expect. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes it is, you know, maybe 1% of the time it is, you know, you get to go to some, obviously you get to travel to some amazing places, but Mm -hmm. you never really get to really see them because you're, you know, you're shooting all day. You arrive at 4 a.m. and then um, you you have to get ready, hair and makeup for sunrise, and then you shoot all day. And then you, you know, after sunset, you're like off on another flight, (laughs) off to somewhere else um so I mean it's exciting at the same mm-hmm. time you know you're meeting lots of different people traveling um and for a time it's 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 great but I think um after a while it does get quite physically tiring if you're yeah. jumping on a flight every two and mentally um mm-hmm, absolutely also mentally yes because you're always alone Mm-hmm. You know, you're unless oh, sometimes you know, maybe you're shooting with some other models you might know, mm-hmm. and those are fun shoots when you get booked on a job with a friend of yours or something. Cause it's like a mini holiday, kind of, <laughs> um, but kind of with an art director character. shouting at
1: you in the background,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, a lot of the time alone, so it's a lot of the time it's hard to have you know real relationships. Mm-hmm. um yeah and and yeah you have to be strong because y- you know being a model you're basically being told on a basic uh daily basis um you know whether you look good whether you look bad whether you're too short whether you're too tall whether your hair is too blonde <laughs> whether it's too dark you know mm-hmm. i mean it's you're you're constantly um on a job interview um Whether you're going on castings and getting rejected or sometimes you get the job and then sometimes maybe they're not quite happy with you and you're just like, Ah, you just sometimes you you just don't know how to act and you just try and be yourself, but you know everybody's looking for someone different mm-hmm. and then you know you have your agent that's sometimes telling you like oh be this way when you go into the casting because that's what they're looking for and then you you know you try your best but it's um yeah no it can be it's tough you have to be you have to have a hard head on your shoulders I think mm-hmm. and I wish at the time there was more support because um you know I just kind of you know a lot of young girls have no idea and it's a it's a kind of it's a job that you start really really young Mm. uh, um, as you know so it's wonderful what you're doing to help with uh,
1: (laughs) thank you all of that I mean it's something (laughs) that it's personal experience has come from for sure and I think you know Mm -hmm. it's amazing that you just said there's one percent that's glamorous because there is a there is a side to it because we're both still modeling there is a part of it Mm -hmm. where you're like wow you know this is amazing and you know I've the same as you had some amazing location shoots where I could have only dreamt of ever being there, but that's a very small side of reality of what the job's actually like. And this hedonistic image that is shown is so different in reality. You know, can you, for anyone that's listening, maybe there's some young models that are listening to this and maybe there's just some, just people that have no idea how the fashion industry is run. And I think unless you're in it, it's really hard to actually understand, but You know, can you explain any dark times that you had in modelling? Were there any times when you just thought, I don't know know if I can do this or am I strong enough? I think there's a questioning of your own doubt that you have because there's a loneliness. There's such a short and also I think I really struggled with, you know, luckily we've had a career that's spanned quite a few years. But normally your modelling career is what, five years max, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And Well, to be at the top for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there's this huge kind mm-hmm. of pressure and weight that goes, well, when you hit that, what's going to happen? Like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So is mm-hmm. there any kind of things that you can explain? Like, how did you cope mentally with that? Like, with things such as all of my friends um, really struggled with weight um, and just general mm-hmm. mental health, like confidence and self-esteem. Because I think models are the most insecure people you'll ever meet because you're told to day in day, they are. And- they're not good enough
0: it's so true and most people think that models are like the most confident people (laughs) in the world but it's actually the opposite you know i mean Mm -hmm. you're kind of putting on a show Mm -hmm. um when you're shooting and i mean i kind of go in a zone and i forget about everything else but but it's true because you're you 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 are on a daily basis uh being told different things about yourself Mm -hmm. um you know i mean i had times when uh, I mean, I guess there's a pressure to look a certain way, also, like all year okay. long. Yeah. Um, and and if you're working for a brand, you know, where you have to be in a swimsuit, like Victoria's Secret, or in underwear, and you know, you have to be a certain way, and there's there's a big pressure, obviously. Um, well, the whole so, world, you know, looking looking at tr- you can. And the whole that world's point. looking at you. But then sometimes you're you're human, and you want to. <laughs> eat a big plate of pasta and ice cream and I don't know and not feel bad about it but I I mean at, at the time I mean nowadays I've kind of understood because I kind of educated myself I studied nutrition and I kind of learned how to take care of my body myself but at the time I had no idea you know Um, For example, I know so many girls that before the Victoria's Secret show, I mean, me included, you know, we work out twice a day, three times a day, starve, they eat a piece of lettuce and not even put any, you know, salad dressing on it because we think oh no it's gonna make me fat um but I mean you kind of become a little crazy and it's and it's scary because it's just terrible because I'm sure I did not look good going into that casting because I was probably looking tired and gaunt, and and then ate a big burger after the casting you know what I mean it's terrible but it's it's kind of true but it's true um yeah and and um I think I mean, I by myself, I didn't have a support. I think at the time there wasn't that many, there's, there wasn't anybody to tell me, my agents were not telling me, you know, you should, you know, maybe take a nutrition course or learn a bit more about what works for you. Because, I mean, I remember an agent once telling me, and I was quite young, I had just started uh, modeling uh, and we were, I think, in Spain for a show or a shoot and I was eating a sandwich (laughs) I remember um because that's I mean that was normal for me I would just eat sandwiches you know for lunch Mm. and things and she there was a girl another model next to me eating a salad and my agent was like you know you should be eating like her (laughs) you know and I was just like oh really Um, you know I didn't know I didn't didn't, you know I was just you know and it's something Mm -hmm. on somebody that's 17 um you know it can have uh, huge yeah. effects, i mean huge, huge effects huge effect in the mm-hmm. long run mm-hmm. and then um and and so, yeah, I mean, I think over time I managed to learn and, and now, I mean, I'm super, I feel very good in my body, better than I've ever did during my whole career because I know what my body likes in terms of exercise, in terms of, uh, you know, mental clarity. I meditate, I journal. Um, I, I know what, what my body likes to eat, but it doesn't mean that I'm I'm not going to eat uh, a chocolate fondant when i want to with some ice cream because that's my favorite um and good. and i'm not going to feel bad about it you know good. because stress is 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 not good
1: stress is the worst um, and, and shame and guilt are the, worst. the worst
0: yes mm-hmm. exactly so mm-hmm. if you want that piece of chocolate just have it and
1: enjoy it because nothing bad is going to happen um and that's all the in thing. moderation that's the thing, mm-hmm. I think, as you said, like, you kind of become scared of food at that point when you're being told, like, I don't think you should eat that. Mm-hmm. You need to eat this. And you need to I'm work like, out Oh, this. well, what am I supposed to eat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's no one there to guide to mm-hmm. tell you. And, you know, that's a really large thing, I think, of agents or agencies or brands. You know, none of them are experts, as you know, because you've studied nutrition as well. But no one's experts in these fields. And you've got really young, influential young adults, like girls and boys, being told, well, you can't have that, and demonizing food. And as as you know from studying it, as soon as you start creating bad relationships with food, that can spiral completely out of control. And and for you and probably for most people, you know, that stays with you. And it stays with you, especially when you're being judged then on how you look. So you then have to mm-hmm. there's like this kind of real battle of well, what am I meant to be doing and how am I meant to be eating and this isn't good enough. And it becomes more like a punishment because
0: mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. one's directing
1: you towards any correct resources or make and, it and feel yeah. you know worthy of food which is really sad mm. yeah and and I mean some
0: clients don't help like I mean the fashion industry in general because some clients want you to look a certain way and others you know a different way so when you're like trying to get that job you know let's say Victoria's Secret and then you know you want to be in Sports Illustrated magazine it's quite very different kind of lo- looks because um, you know I was always told you know okay you got to lose weight for Victoria's Secret but then no you have to put on weight for um, Sports <laughs> Illustrated so it was just like yo-yo and I'm just like oh well what 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 should I focus on what should I how should I look and I, it's yeah it
1: was it can be really really hard <laughs> really hard mentally um, and physically yeah because that mm. takes up basically most of your thought process because your 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 monetary value relies on how you look. And then you're being told to look one way and then a completely different another way. And so all of your thought process is, can I have this? Can I not have this? Can I have this? Can I not have this? Mm-hmm. Have I worked out enough? And then also mm-hmm. you're living, I don't know about you, whether you live with models, but I live with other girls um, in New York. And even though they're your friends, you're also competing against them. So you're also like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. analyzing each other all the time. And like after a while, that can just become quite exhausting
0: mm-hmm. within it. And I don't know no, if that's, absolutely. you know,
1: whether you had ever had that experience, but I think it's such a surreal industry to be in. It's amazing. But there's all these weird things that you just accept and you just think that's just how it is. And then as you get older and you learn yeah. a bit more, you look back and you're like, wow, that was so crazy that time that I lived in, when I just thought all of that was normal and it's so far from normal <laughs> oh I ever my could...
0: goodness I mean I wish I, I I wish I did what I do now for example like at that time because I mean I would have looked so much better probably booked <laughs> the jobs I, I really wanted that I was doing completely the wrong thing
1: to try and get you know mm-hmm. um so yeah. And so no. was there a time for like anyone that's probably listening? And maybe some people are listening and they are struggling with their eating and they have gone through that time of working out and you know, restricting their food? Like, what was for you the turning point when you were like, actually, this is not healthy for my body, and I know what's gonna be good for my body, I know it's gonna make me feel good, what's gonna make me look good? Like, how did you get from kind of that pinnacle of Victoria's Secret, all that pressure, the world looking at you, how you look in your swimsuit? Cause it's that's be honest if when you're underwear or swimsuit you're very exposed um you know mm-hmm. and that thought pattern that you just spoke about like how did you get from that thought pattern to actually I want to have a really healthy approach to this and and look after mm-hmm. myself
0: well I mean I went through a lot of um kind of like let's say uh diets and things like things that just didn't work like juice mm-hmm. cleanses and then binging on the burger because I was so starving afterwards yeah and um I mean you know all that kind of thing I mean diets really don't work um I'm so happy you uh, said that and so happy you said that. <laughs> they don't you know it's a way of mm. life how you how you eat is just has to be part of your lifestyle and it yeah. just has to be good for you because everybody is different everybody mm-hmm. needs something different um but, but I got to, to there, I, I guess at, at some stage also, um, you know, there's a lot of parties also in in the modeling world, yeah. which are super fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. You can have a lot of fun, mm-hmm. um, but it can get quite draining also. And I had a boyfriend at the time that literally wanted to go out every night. And mm-hmm. um, I, I was going out. I was working at the same time, but then I was sluggish. I was just feeling Awful, awful, awful. And this went on for maybe about a year. And I just got to a point where I was, I just thought I I can't do it anymore. And I I just, I need to do something to to feel better because not only was I not feeling good in my body, but I was really starting to be depressed also because, you know, the relationship I was in was not not a very fulfilling one let's say mm-hmm. um and um so I just I just decided to start reading some books on nutrition and um I was getting more inspired about it and um just started doing small little steps um you know a few minutes of breathing and meditation in the morning I mean I didn't do anything cold turkey Mm -hmm. um it was kind of a slow process to kind of uh let's say detox my the life i was living to get into Mm -hmm. a healthier um uh, life and then i also started to do some courses on nutrition well-being and and all of that and then i just got all this information and i was i was learning so much and i was uh putting what i learned to test and i was feeling so much better um and it it was nothing drastic it was just small changes uh you know instead of eating something that I bought that was you know maybe full of preservatives and things I would just cook something myself or like and just like small little because it's true no one in New York cooks by the way no (laughs) no one in New York (laughs) no like everybody's kitchen is like pristine clean (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah it's like takeaways and
1: <laughs> yeah i think i could once in about 5 years mm-hmm. living in new york <laughs> yeah 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 no, that's so funny cuz it's so true <laughs> it really is and so you developed um, this understanding of nutrition and do you think that's what really got your mindset into understanding how you can start looking after yourself was just through your own education or was there anything else that inspired you along the way i mean i wish it was somebody that kind of gave me a little
0: well actually in a way it was someone because it was that bad relationship that i was in that kind of pushed me to the edge and i i myself you know woke up um and decided to do better for myself uh, because i got a bit lost along the way i guess um and and i guess in 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 modeling you can kind of do that to get lost um definitely because there can be so so much going on all the time and and um, but yeah, no, I mean, it took a long time, but it, I guess I, I ended up pushing myself to to kind of change my ways.
1: Mm. As you're telling this beautiful story, all I can hear is gorgeous birds tweeting outside your window. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> God, i mean, like transported to Mauritius as she's telling me all about her entrepreneurship. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, anyone that's listening. For anyone that's listening. It's probably like, <laughs> what's that in the background? You might hear my boiler it's or nice. you'll hear beautiful birds, which is from Alicia. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's setting a lovely scene, <laughs> idyllic scene. But like going back to what you just said, you know, um, and we spoke about this before, you know, and I'm not going to talk about COVID, I'm not going to do it. But no. during last <laughs> year, during the pandemic, you know, I feel there was a huge rise of new entrepreneurs overnight people were pivoting they were trying to solve problems around the pandemic what they had created their jobs maybe their jobs stopped automatically overnight maybe it gave them more creative thinking space I mean I feel last year from all the losses that we had there was also amazing entrepreneurs created and especially women because I think there's been a lot of women coming out of this um, that have been able to take that leap towards their goal and for so many women you know you're a huge role model and especially in entrepreneurship and everything that you just said. Um, You know, so being a successful entrepreneur, and you did just talk a little bit about how, you know, you were worried and you gave up modeling and you pivoted and you just said, no, I'm going to go ahead and do the sustainable somewhere brand, you know. But what were some of your largest challenges? Because I think so many entrepreneurs can fail and fail and fail. And you never really hear the stories of failure you know, for you, what what, were, were there any failures in your journey to to getting where you are?
0: Or was it easy? I mean,
1: (laughs) nothing is easy. easy.
0: (laughs) No, nothing is easy. But I mean, I guess, um, I mean, my brand, well, for example, my swimwear brand is is quite new. I've launched about two years ago. So I I haven't had any huge failures yet. But, but I mean, it's not easy. um, You know, it's, it's it's a it's a constant hustle to mm. try and get the swimwear in the in the shops you want them to go in, um, and obviously with COVID, you know all the shops are closed most of them, mm-hmm. um, so it's 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 hard to kind of also try and think long term instead of short term, um, uh, you know maybe now things are difficult, um, you know I'm not maybe selling as many swimsuits because people are not traveling but you know this whole year, year has also given me time to think and kind of how to readjust and, and what you can do for the future and think really long term and I think for anyone who's starting anything that's important to have a long term vision um, first um, and, and to get really clear also on 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 what you want to accomplish and, um, and, and ha- have it not be um how to say not so uh about yourself but like what do you want to bring like Mm -hmm. what do you want to you know bring to the world (laughs) um or what what do you want to share to say you know when you when you when you're no longer here also what do you want to leave um so yeah, it's about getting clear about what you want, and then just really going for it and, and working hard. <laughs> Don't forget about that. That easy. is the thing, isn't it's, it? Um...
1: <laughs> I think some people it's, can it's, look at entrepreneurs strange. and think it's easy overnight and forget the struggle that people have had getting there. You yeah, know?
0: I mean, when you have your own business, it's not like a nine to five. It's a 24-hour thing you know I have dreams about my collections and who I need to contact and who you know you know it's it's just a bit but I love it I'm so inspired about it and I'm so happy doing it that it's not it's not work it's just it's something I I I love to do and I and I really want to accomplish more and it's it's exciting but it's it's not easy like that's 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 for sure
1: what so what motivates you every day like, what's the thing to us it's not easy, even though you love it? Like, for you, what really motivates you to get out of bed? Because I can think so many people at the moment feel very demotivated. So for you, what is kind of the biggest motivator?
0: Well, I think I've also kind of changed my mindset throughout the years. I used to um, sometimes have a bit of a poor me <laughs> mindset. Um, but, but actually... Um, you know when things don't go my way. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but nowadays when when something doesn't go my my way or I have to, um, you know, I I just think you know it wasn't meant to be that way. And I just think of you know what's the next thing I can do, or um, and I just really focus on what I'm grateful for. I think that's been also a big help. Um, instead of focusing on what you don't have, focus on what you do have, and um, and 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 just really um, you know help people wherever you can and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and yeah just try and be the kind of best person you can and I know it's it's much easier to be in a in a neg- negative mindset or more you know mm-hmm. why is all this happening and mm-hmm. and why have I lost my job or why but then you know okay I've lost my job what can I take from this like I've always wanted to start this juice brand let's say what can I do to what are the next steps I can do what can I learn what can I and and I actually think um, something that's been really helpful for me like in, in starting a business is to surround myself with people that can help, you know, somebody yeah. I can. And, and never to be afraid to ask questions mm-hmm. or to ask for help or to do a course or to mm-hmm. Google something, you know, like you, you can find everything online nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and and yeah, I think. You know, it's just really hard to try and do everything yourself because, I mean, I've tried and mm-hmm. um, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I agree I'm with quite, you there. <laughs> um, mm, yeah, I mean, I am that kind of person that does want to. I'm so specific on things and <laughs> quite, uh, yeah, sometimes too much. Um, but it, it's so important to try and get help when you need and, mm-hmm. and not be so, because that ends up being a whole
1: stress <laughs> in itself. I think always asking for help would be a huge kind of advice for any entrepreneur because I think when you start something it can feel so overwhelming Um, and you can just Mm -hmm. feel like you're forever chasing your tail and then actually the bricks are all going to fall on top of you and you're never going to get anywhere and sometimes you can somebody I was actually on uh, Henry Hollands I don't know if you know Henry Holland, the designer but he Mm -hmm. did a podcast about imposter syndrome and he said Mm -hmm. you know I I've always had with me, you know, this thing that I'm, you know, actually not as good as I, you know, think I might be, or I've had this imposter syndrome where I'm not really a designer because I've never studied design. And I was listening Mm -hmm. to him thinking, wow, you're such an amazing designer. You know, for me, it was crazy to hear someone so successful talk about themselves and quite, I wouldn't say detrimental, but you know, in a way that not how everyone looks at him. Um, Mm -hmm. and he said, you know, a really big thing of when he feels overwhelmed, he would write a list, but he'd always start the list with two things he's already accomplished. So he feels Mm -hmm. like everything's not so overwhelming. And it's, it's putting yourself, as you said, like into that bit more of a positive mindset to say, actually, no, I've done these two things in the beginning. Now I've got these left to do, Mm -hmm. but I'll get there and I'll do it. And I think that is is such a huge thing about a positive mindset. It's definitely something I've learned in the last year more so and I do a lot in clinic with my clients about positive mind thinking and positive mindsets and things like that you know but when you are having a day when you just can't get your head into a positive mind space and there must be some days when you just think everything I'm trying I just I'm not feeling it today I'm feeling just rubbish what what on those days what helps you you know how do you get through those types of days
0: Mm-hmm. no actually every day is perfect i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> no, i'm
1: <kidding. laughs>
0: no of course there's so many days that are that are tough and yeah. um i mean i've i mean i think i've learned to well first of all meditation is a huge savior in my life mm-hmm. um i think sometimes when i when i don't meditate i feel a little bit like Okay, wait. I need to meditate because I, 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 I didn't. I need. I needed to ground myself. Um, and I mean, so meditation is one thing, and it doesn't have to be, you know, like a twenty-minute, thirty-minute meditation. It can just be a few minutes of deep breathing, just focusing on what you're, what you want to accomplish, or mm-hmm. thinking of something nice and yummy. Um, um, and and I guess sometimes when I do feel overwhelmed because I do do a lot myself. And sometimes when I feel like I have just too much to do, and then I really don't end up doing anything, I don't know if that ever happens to you. No, have a huge list of things to do, <laughs> and, then, every and day. Then I'm like, I don't end up doing anything. And before I used to feel guilty about not, you know, ending up mm-hmm. doing anything. But some days when I just, I just can't get anything done. I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna take a few hours off, and I'm gonna do something that. I enjoy, mm-hmm. um, you know, a bit of self-care or, you know, when things are open, go and have a nice meal or, mm-hmm. or get my nails done or, some, mm-hmm. or a massage or something and just do something that's just going to make me feel good. And then I mm-hmm. can start over. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's that kind of like little things that can, you know, even make a, a nice warm matcha latte that'll just um, mm-hmm. make me feel better. You know? Yeah,
1: something for you. <laughs> so, yeah. I definitely mm. have those days. And actually, it's something that I want to sh- I haven't I haven't touched upon it yet. Um, but it's social media. And, you know, mm. I think it's a really important topic. And I think, you know, because you're a role model to so many people, people would love to hear your views on social media. And and you and I are both on it, and it's a big part of our jobs, you know. And there's some days when I just think really have nothing to share (laughs) I really don't think people are excited (laughs) to see (laughs) me making a cup of tea um you know or having a bad day (laughs) and and it's this thing is that there's a large pressure of social media and not you know not saying that that's what I'm going to talk about because you know I feel really privileged to have an, an amazing following like you and you know be engaged with the public but there does get to a point when for even personally talking about myself going on social media and having a look, it can make me feel quite worthless in many ways. And I don't know if that has an effect on you as well. Um, But I don't really ever feel and I think I was quite guilty of this until more recently when I started actually saying I'm having a really bad day. And sometimes I just take a picture and say today I'm just really not feeling great. And, you know, being quite honest and open because I think Instagram can really glamorize a certain life and I think Mm. that can be very heavily connected with modeling because modeling can portray as you said a huge a certain life of what it's like and actually you you strip it back and you you look at the reality of it and it's not the image that's projecting and it's the same with social media in Mm. so many ways but now everyone's kind of part of that it's not just people in the fashion industry it's like the whole world if you're on Instagram you're part of that you know Mm. you young mm-hmm. men and women are getting the same effects that young models probably get, you know, growing up. And so, like, what's, like, your thoughts on social media? Like, how do you interact with it? You know, do you ever kind of look at it and feel, maybe, come offing it? Do you feel the pressure from social media? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your general view? I think it's quite an important question. Um, and what's your mm-hmm. views on it? I mean,
0: yeah, absolutely. I ha- I do, I must admit, I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram because mm-hmm. on one side it's wonderful because you can share with people. Um, I, I love the platform to be able to kind of share tips or wellness mm. things, or uh, also it's a great platform to be able to share my brand. Um, but on the other side, it's a whole thing where it's kind of the stress. of oh no, I have to post every day. I have to, mm-hmm. are people going to like what I share? Oh my gosh, I have nothing I want to talk about. What, I, what am I going to you know, talk about what am I gonna show? Are people bored of what I'm talking about? Are people bored of seeing my face? Um, so no, it is, it is a whole thing. Um, I mean, I kind of wish it didn't exist <laughs> in some ways, but I mean, it's 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 here to stay, I think for now. So um, it, it, it is um, something we just have to deal with. And I mean, the thing is, it's quite hard to show your life on Instagram, you know, you're only showing mm. a small percentage of it. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, you're showing that the percentage that is nice, or you, you know, you don't want to put a picture of yourself or like something, something that, you know, you're not feeling great. Um, and I think most people do post, you know, if they're on a nice holiday or if they're mm-hmm. like doing something nice, but they're not going to post mm-hmm. um, uh, other things really. Although we are seeing a bit of a change in that, I think more people are showing. But then it can go all the way the other way, I feel, also. It's kind of, I feel a bit of a trend to now, you know, show, like, bad, really bad pictures of yourself. Or, but in a <laughs> way, it's refreshing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a great platform on one side because you can connect with a lot of people. But on the other side, it definitely does have a dark side. And I, I just, I don't know how to,
1: you know, how that can change really mm. or how mm. um yeah. it's a huge growing trend it's really interesting actually there was a really big article in the times recently about the kind of the rise of influencers and of social media and and how actually now if you're um a model and you don't have a social media following you won't get a job and I know that's quite true, it's true. actually yeah yeah it is, it is. it's yeah. really true and it's that's really sad because there's so many young beautiful men and women out there that don't have the engagement that they just aren't on social media that kind of person so they they lose out a lot of jobs but I do understand you know the connection with people wanting to know more about people's lives and I think it's great and there's so many fantastic sides of social media and there's so many things that I love I love engaging with different people on a daily basis um And I love the lives that I do when I interact with people, but there is also a sub when I, I am definitely one of the people that get up, even though I tell everybody to not do this, I don't listen to my advice, Mm. get up, look at my phone, scroll for my phone. And I just think, God, I feel rubbish and I've not even got out of bed. Mm. And so I've had to really start being strict with myself and not looking at my phone and unfollowing any accounts that I feel are quite detrimental or, you know, maybe not the best accounts to follow. Like for you, Mm-hmm. What would be your top accounts to follow? Like what accounts do you enjoy looking at? And you know, what makes you feel good or what inspires you?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I love sides. any kind of like like foodie, <laughs> um, like yummy wellness kind of uh foodie accounts or um some some girls that are in Australia like kind of sunny things. Um yeah i mean there's there's a mix of accounts, but you are right that um sometimes you end up looking at pages that are maybe not making you feel so good, and mm-hmm. um, it is a better idea to just unfollow yeah <laughs> even if you kind of like the person or you know but um if it's making you feel rubbish i think yeah that's you can unfollow. if you oh, don't want, want to unfollow you <laughs> can hide
1: a story now <laughs> if you want yes, that's which true. is quite clever because mm. then you're actually like. Mm-hmm not unfollowing so people don't know that you've unfollowed them you mm-hmm. just hide their story yeah and they never know yeah. but you yeah. just don't see is, it
0: the, exactly
1: yeah <laughs> that is good that is it you know a clever way around it yeah. um good okay tip. So good exist there you go sarah's tip sarah's tip of the day um so yours <laughs> are any kind anything foody. so what would be then your favorite dish to cook or your favorite food seeing Ooh, as you're a
0: nutritionist um, as well
1: <laughs> well, and it doesn't have um, to be healthy.
0: No, no, I know. Well, at the moment we're making lots of yummy soba noodle dishes, so Ooh. with like a kind of wok thing with soba noodles and like fresh veggies, and really tasty. Um, mm. But if it was a, a a a pudding a dessert, it would either be as it was anything chocolatey, like you know the molten chocolate cake, or like a tartatán, like the apple. Mm. um Thing, which is just oh my gosh, my mouth is watering while we're just talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <with>, have <laughs> to have it with vanilla ice cream. Ah, Can you send yeah, me a picture so when good. you have it?
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've <laughs> I had that before. And actually,
0: it's so easy to make. It's really, really easy to make. Just up. It's like the upside down apple tart, basically. Oh, do you have a recipe and... for it? Can we put it on the Bee Wild website? Yeah, I mean it's super easy. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send it. Yeah. Okay. Or perfect. just
1: Google ta-ta-ta. But tarte I would like your tarte personal tarte tarte. one to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um and so my final question is, which is I love to ask to everyone. I could sit here talking for hours and this happened last time and I was like oh, my goodness it's <laughs> nearly 60 minutes um i ask this to all my guests before they leave because you know our motto is is live well be well um for the be well collective and i always mm-hmm. like to ask alicia what does live well be well mean to you mhm well i guess live
0: well be well um it's getting to a point in your life where you're not judgmental mm-hmm. um you're not judging people around you things that happen to you um, and that you feel, you know, kind of content with where you are in your life, and you, you, you know, you're not thinking about the future, you're not thinking about the past, you're, you're comfortable, you know, you're feeling good um, now, and you're feeling good physically, mentally, um, and you're just enjoying your
1: journey through life. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, being present and enjoying. enjoying the 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 rate. Oh my God, I can't speak. And enjoying the ride,
0: <laughs> not stressing not, about it. Yeah, and not stressing yeah. about it.
1: And I can tell that you definitely embody that because I can tell that because when this didn't record, oh gosh, I was thinking, (laughs) oh no, this is really stressful. And you're, you're so calm and you were like, absolutely don't worry about it. We can re-record again. It was like the loveliest email I could have received. (laughs) So you definitely embody what you've just said. I have to say, I can uh, vouch for that. Good. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no I mean you know it,
0: it's so helpful in life you know if you don't react to things that mm-hmm. you know it's it's not that
1: bad I got to talk to you for another hour Aww. how nice is that so it's that was bad. it was lovely
0: it was lovely I speak
1: to you more than anyone else I speak to this week so it's been delightful <laughs> it's been really nice and if people want to follow you on social media or your website where yes. can they and you're well basically if you want to Cook her delicious food. <laughs> Look at gorgeous pictures on tropical beaches of Alicia and her gorgeous sustainable swimwear brand. I just need to get on holiday so I can wear it.
0: Where can they yes. find you? So on Instagram, it's Alicia Roundtree and Alicia Swim for the swimwear. And my obviously there's the website, aliciaswim.com. Mm-hmm. And my book, my coffee table book is with Rizzoli is called Fresh
1: Island Style. Oh, so many dimensions (laughs) I love it um thank you so much for coming back on the podcast today of live well be well it was a pleasure thank you for having me again thank you to listening to live well be well and that fantastic episode with alicia I hope you enjoyed it and to find out more information on the be well collective please go to our Instagram at be underscore well underscore collective or you can find me the host Sarah and Macklin at Sarah Ann Macklin on Instagram and until next week I hope you all live well and be well.